whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars. Bobby scores. The good old hockey game. Oh, good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. All right, here we go. Vegas Hockey Line, AM 1400 KSHP, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Thrilled to be joined by a dear friend. We talked hockey for a lot of years. Did you ever think we'd be talking about Stanley Cup semifinals in our own backyard there, Mr. Harnish? Well, after like three or four years ago when we did it before, then I figured we'd probably be doing it again at some point. But yeah, yeah originally no, but we were hopeful that we would. Yeah. And uh, obviously uh, this team uh, exceeded Bill Foley's first expectation of playoffs in three. They've made the playoffs in four straight now, but they still have not gotten the coveted Stanley Cup. And will this be the year? Well, the Canadians want to make a series out of it. Yeah, work to be done. All right, so here's the deal. Hi, Stevie. How you doing, bud? Stevie I believe Stanley. Yeah, well, I, I blame Stanley, the rooster. Yeah, well, they can exercise all demons. If not for Stanley, I think the cup's already here. I blame Stanley. That's what I'm going with. The Kraken are picking second. <laughs> Vegas picked sixth. That's an epically good name. I love the Kraken. That's fantastic. All I right. just want to know what's going to happen when they play Detroit. Are they throwing octopus on the ice, or what are they throwing on <laughs> the ice? You may have dueling octopi. You know. <laughs> <laughs> See, every action has a reaction, or it has tentacles somewhere oh! else. Yes, plus, plus, I, plus, I really want to know, are they going to call it the crack house? Oh, that's good, too. There's, you got you to gotta have a restaurant right there, right? Call I mean, crack, come, uh, on, come on. Come on. <laughs> All right. So what, the other thing we talked about yesterday, by the way, we'll ask you, solve this. Whoever wins, Montreal or Vegas, say Vegas wins. Yes. The semis. What's the banner you put up? I don't. There's no conference. I mean, you can put a West Division banner up. But if you made the final and you don't win the thing, normally you'd put Western Conference well, champion. you could put Stanley Cup finalist. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that works. Yeah. I think that's what they would do. They'll put something. All right, let's, the, the business side of things. Come on, night. We're doing a hockey watch party out of Sunset Station. We'll be doing the show out there tomorrow. Frank will be out there with TC doing their show. And... The doors open at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock face-off, so you probably get to bolt out of work a little early. I think everybody's going to be doing that all around the valley. So come on out, Sunset Station. we got VGK swag, prize giveaways. In Club Madrid, Sunset Station, Game 3, watch party. Change of venue up in Montreal is going to be good. And then our friends, when they're on the power play, Adam S. Cutner on Twitter, you can win tickets to a future Golden Knights game. Spin the wheel when they are back home for Game 5. $1,000 VGK game day giveaway. That's still in play. And John Smith subs. You mentioned the hat trick special or Vegas hockey island. 20% off the hat trick special. And that's a sub, fries, and a drink. All right. So last night, it starts out with Stevenson's not playing. Petrie's back. Okay. We'll get into that. It had impact on both sides. But the one thing we talked about, Stevie, on the front end of the game. Montreal's a different team when they play with the lead. They got the lead. Absolutely correct. Uh, and and it, was, it was not just Petrie. Merrill also came back in. So all the defensive pairs for Montreal got better. 
Um, Montreal won every faceoff last night. I thought that was huge. And you're right, they got the first goal, and that's what Montreal needs to do to win games, much like the Islanders. Get the first goal and then uh, stack that defense and uh, hold on to the lead. Frank, it's the playoffs. I mean, we've seen this a thousand times. The faceoffs, you're winning. Goal, there were, what, three goals, both teams, right off draws. You need your assignments. You got, you know, faceoffs matter at this time of year. They make a difference between winning the cups, winning series, winning playoff games. So both teams had success off draws. But the margin for error, it's the little things, and mistakes are magnified at this time of year. First goal, Brown's got the puck. To me, looked like he had time. Better play off the glass, but or at least with authority. It was just a soft shoot around. Canadians cut it off, established the forecheck, bam, a goal. I mean, when you get a chance to clear, clear it. Yeah, absolutely. And and you mentioned, and I know we talked about it too with myself and TC, that, you know, that they're a different team when they have the lead with the Canadians. They're not only a different team, they're a noticeably different team. Yeah. I mean, they, they these guys are great front runners. I didn't think Carey Price was spectacular last night. I thought he was good. I thought Vegas had a lot of opportunities that they didn't necessarily cash in on. But, boy, they almost dare you to try to beat them once they get the lead there. And then when it went to 2 to nothing, and a lot of people were like, well, you know, Colorado 2 to nothing lead. And I'm like, yeah, but 2 to nothing against these guys is more like 3 or 4 to nothing against most teams out there. And, and they're pretty good counter punchers. They don't completely shut the offense off. I thought they kind of did after they made it 3 nothing in that game. But, uh, but, yeah, they're a good team. But, yeah, turnovers and little things like that. And the thing is, they happen all game long, but when they result in a goal, that's when it's really magnified. Well, after they got up 3 nothing, I, I, I think the faceoffs really kicked in. It felt like after 3 nothing, they're winning every faceoff. They have possession of the puck, and they'll just keep it and kill time. If they need to, they'll ice it because they know they're going to win the next faceoff. They don't care. Well, they certainly have confidence in the fact that they think they can win the next faceoff. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know, like, you, you know, you're talking about the faceoffs. I know the one Petrangelo goal was Carlson did win a faceoff, and they got one of those well, goals and from that you, one. And you so. know, I was going to say when you said the ice, when I said the margin for error is so slim. Here's Montreal protecting the game, three-one. Vegas ain't getting a whiff, not even close. And I believe it was Kokinakiemi. I believe, but he went for a stretch pass. He's five feet from the red line. He goes for a stretch pass, misses the kid, icing faceoff goal. The icing is a monster now. I mean, gained the red line, and that was a that was a careless icing because they were in complete control, and it got slippery for him. Yeah, I, you brought up stretch pass. I, that's I forgot that today. We're talking about Vegas got when when they got down. I think they forced too many stretch passes to get back in the game quickly. I like that flip. Get, get, get the puck in the air. That, that, that puts the defense on their heels. The forwards know where it's going. I think you got a better chance with a flip than a stretch pass. Well, the forwards have an idea where it's going, and the thing is the defenseman has to play it and has to try to figure out the bounce. The forward can just go hell-bent straight, and it doesn't matter which direction it bounces because they can still chase it, whereas the defensemen are backing up a little bit. And you know it's unless it hits an edge or something, it's not going to end up being an icing or something. So you see more and more teams using that. Uh, and every team uses it. Now you see more and more players using it. I think it's a very effective play. But, yeah, when you do the stretch pass like you guys mentioned, when you miss it, 
very often it results in an icing, and that's generally not a good thing. Not only the fact that now they have the faceoff in your end, and if you're not winning faceoffs, but they can get fresh bodies on the ice, and you can't. Mm-hmm. Correct. Or, or they pick it off in the neutral zone, and they're coming right back in. Listen, it's a semifinal. You lost the game, so what? All right, it's 1-1. Montreal's got home ice. You better get a split. Go up there and get a split. Price is capable of winning any game he's in. And they're on a Tootsie Roll, and they had a game under their belt, off the layoff. You knew you were getting their good shot. There are a couple things that are concerning. You don't get knee-jerk. You're not overreacting. Big deal. You lost a game. But consistently starting slow, and the players are talking about it, that we've got to be better out of the gate. So they're saying it. It's kind of in their head. Believe me, the other team knows what they're saying. So Montreal's going to keep trying to start fast. The one thing I would say, pause for concern, and it's amazing how it's a roller coaster ride or the headline always changes and we talk about it. Vegas, a resilient team, can come from behind. These aren't the guys you want to be really chasing the game all the time. What's a little concerning here, and we know Vegas is penchant, when things get squirrely, is all the goals are coming from the defensemen. And and, and, and about half the shots as well. Uh-huh. Not only aren't the forwards not scoring, they're not shooting that much. And and we're not seeing them getting nasty and, and dirty in front of the net. That first Petrangelo goal, I don't even know how that thing went through all the bodies right. there. But And again, I know some people are saying Carey Price would like that shot back, and I'm sure he would if he, he didn't could see, see it. it. But no. he didn't see anything. Correct. He, 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 he heard a whiz go by him, and then he looked in the back of the net, and he saw uh, the, the puck. The, the there was like he, six people in front of the net there. The only thing is he's standing upright, positionally maybe he looked, but he, he's in that mode of, do I look around guys? So he was kind of halfway up, halfway down. It, it doesn't look pretty when that goes in, but he never saw it. There's no big deal No, there. he's playing the guessing game, going like, well, is he going right, is he going left? Oh, damn, it's through my five hole. And listen, on the good side, that fourth line for Vegas is doing a really good job carrying play, cycling, putting pressure on the Canadians' defense. Carrier's playing like a lunatic. But, I mean, you're not counting on these guys to put it in. You want them to be tone setters and build towards something. But Carrier's playing like a lunatic. Yeah, he was all over the place. The one scrum that they had against the boards last night, I saw him throw at least two guys down to the ice, kind of the back of the head. I thought I was watching a, a UFC fight for a second. It looked he was he was doing the Muay Thai clinch and throwing guys down, and then he grabbed another one and threw him down. Then he took care of the third guy, and but I think there was a body in between, so he couldn't. But yeah, I mean, he was literally ready to take on the whole team. It was like uh, Will Carey in a handicap match against the Canadian Five on the ice. I think Carey loves the playoffs for that. Oh, he's he not absolutely get for does. Anything. So he, he just seems to be full on Will Carey, and no, with no repercussions. And, uh, I, I think it's a beautiful thing for him in, in the playoffs. Um, I, th- I think you mentioned all the opportunities that the Knights got to score goals, and they did get plenty. I don't think Pacioretty slept well last night. And, no, and, and, and again... <laughs> that was inside post. And, and, well, and then he missed one from right in front of the net as well. He had, he had a beautiful opportunity there. And against his former team that he was captain for for all those years, you know he wanted those goals. You also talked about the night not getting into the blue paint, and so many times there there would be a breakaway, and if you let Carey Price see the puck, he's going to grab the puck. So a lot of times on those breakaways, there's a defense um, in front of you cross in front of that guy. 
and at least take away his sight for a second. That, that, that gives you a better chance of scoring a goal, I think, and, and, and getting deeper into the zone uh, than, than taking a, you know, a slapper from, I don't know what, mid, around the dot or so. Uh, I think Price sees that. He's going to grab that. You know, you walk such a fine line, and Vegas's defense has been activating and generating offense in the playoffs. But against these guys, I mean, the one goal is a little chip off the board, right? And they'll get you in transition. I mean, Montreal's really good in transition. And now you throw Caulfield into the equation. You know, you've got Suzuki and Johnson and Caulfield. You've got some quick guys yeah. that, yeah, you want to be aggressive and sustain a forecheck. But, boy, the guys at the point got to be real careful here because this is a counterpunch team. Yeah, you know what? That's the other thing I noticed a lot last night. Either who was supposed to be at the – well, somebody's supposed to be at the point, and a lot of times there would be a wraparound. There's no one there, so it goes right back out the zone. So I don't know if if forwards weren't covering or if defensemen had missed assignments or what was going on. I think sometimes guys see something and they try to go out of their comfort zone a little bit to try to make something happen, especially when you're chasing a game, and that leaves you susceptible to making what looks like mistakes on the ice, and your teammates don't know you're going to be there as well. And you're mentioning the guys with the, you know, when you when you try that kind of stuff and you get the breakaway chances, that third go by them with Byron, I mean, he broke through, and again, I'm, I'm not blaming Keegan Colasar for this goal, but when you look at him, he was the guy chasing that was behind. That's why it's Byron got all him. alone. But did did Holden not necessarily make the right read? No, at no, the no, blue no. absolutely. That's what I was going to say. It happened against the boards originally, but when Byron broke free, it was Colasar chasing him. And I don't know about you guys, but I was thinking to myself. If Chandler Stevenson was playing with his speed and with his yeah. savvy and veteran leadership in that, I think he's a lot closer there. I don't yeah. think Byron gets as, as free. And we talk about Marc-Andre Fleury all the time, and I know everybody loves him in town, and there's a reason for it because he's sensational. But when he goes for that little poke check and he makes it, it's highlight reel and the crowd goes crazy. Mm-hmm. But when he misses it, it's a goal. W- w- once, he, once he did the poke well, check and he didn't make it, Byron, he still had to make a nice shot. But it made it a hell of a lot easier. But you know what? Fleury owned it. Oh, no, absolutely. After the game and said, nah, I, you know, I, I, I felt bad when I did it. But when he does it, and it's spectacular when he does it and it works. Oh, the he, bench, the crowd, everybody goes insane. But, but the fact is, he's so good at it. But when we, you watch it, you take it for granted that he'll do that. But you literally have to time that perfectly. Oh, Absolutely. And, and that's the re- and that's the thing about it. That's why I said it's either a highlight reel that has everybody jumping up in their seat and the ben- and the bench doing the stick taps along the boards and it picks them up. It's kind of like a slam dunk, a really aggressive one in a basketball game. It can pick you up, but boy, if you miss it, you really look bad. And when Fleury misses that poke check, it's a wide open net, and Byron buried it last night. And, and I'm not blaming Mark Andre Fleury whatsoever. You got to make a move. But I also think, and maybe it's because they never played Montreal all season long. Maybe Fleury's thinking, well, they haven't seen me. This is my move, and it's kind of his natural thing as well. But you got to believe that every coach out in this league, when you're playing Marc-Andre Fleury, has to be saying, by the way, if you're going in a breakaway, watch out for that poke check because he's probably the best in the league at it. But if he goes for it and misses it, 
you're probably going to score. Yeah. Also, Holden, you guys talked about he, he looks sick to his stomach. He, he, I'm sure if you ask him after the game, I don't know if someone might have, that he, that he would have owned up the, the mistake there. But you're right about Stevenson. So Montreal, whereas they have Petrie and Merrill come back in, and now every defensive pairing is better, Stevenson goes out, and, and Colesar played well up there, but now every offensive line is worse for the Knights. Well, yeah, it's the domino theory, you know, and and that's why with Petrie, like you mentioned, being in there, it lets everybody else slot into where they're supposed to be. Right. With Stevenson out, and I, I agree with you. I, I thought Colson played, Colasar played well. I, I thought he played a nice game. But there's also not that cohesiveness. You saw passes that were kind of going off the back of people's skates that maybe were right on the stick before. You saw Pacioretty, like I mentioned, missing missing a couple shots. Now I'm not blaming that on Colasar at all, but you know, but you know, sometimes we talk about a game of inches. It's not a game of inches. It's a game of a fraction of yeah, inches or yeah. something like that. Pacioretty hits the post. We've seen him bury that this entire playoff series, really the entire season. He missed it last night at an incredibly crucial time. Stone had one where he was going in, but the puck was behind him a little bit. He couldn't control it. And if you give Carey Price that extra half second to prepare, mm -hmm. he's stopping the puck. So, you know, the little things that have been clicking all the time didn't in this game. We talked about Montreal being a great front runner. The bottom line is they won one game. Vegas has been able to win on the road throughout this playoff series. There's no reason that they shouldn't be feeling good about themselves. But when we talk about how important a first goal is in a hockey game, and people go, well, it didn't matter in the Colorado series. Okay, that was an anomaly. Vegas got a roll. But against this team, it's pretty obvious that that first goal is pretty darn important. Let me throw a wacko one at you here. Say Stevenson's no-go. Okay. Kolasar replaced Waugh, played well, won the draw on the one faceoff. I'm wondering, though, say Stevenson doesn't go, could you go back to Kolasar on the fourth line, Waugh on the third, and does Nosek come out of the gate, and could you possibly throw Nosek between Pacioretty and Stone, or is that asking too much for a guy? Now, because Dave Shane was on yesterday and said Nosek was flying in practice. Yeah, he said he was scoring all over Flurry. I was listening to your show. He said he looked right out there. You know that he's hungry. He'd be chomping at the bit to do and it. And he does get big goals in the playoffs. He gets big goals. He's a veteran player. And, and here's the bottom line to me. I mean, why not give it a shot out there? Because you can change in game. You can change up lines. Just because you start with something doesn't have to mean you have to do it. But if Nosik is ready to go and he's flying on the ice again and he's 100% okay, let's go get it on, you set people up for success. What better success could you set somebody up with on this team than having Pacioretty and Mark Stone as your, as your wingers? I was thinking about it last night. I'm, I'm sure DeBoer's thinking about it. You know, the, the thoughts at least in his mind. So, Nosik played with them before this year, didn't he? I, th I think I remember him playing for a with cup, them before. a cup of coffee. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of familiarity. There's, there's probably as much as there is as there was with Keegan Colasar right. last night. Probably right. more. More, yeah. And any chance? Uh, there any chance there's, there's a Krebs sighting somewhere along the way? Here? It's only it's one one right now. There's a long way to go. 
I think it's a possibility. I, 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 but I, where? I mean, that's that's yeah. the rub. I mean, well, is is he ready to go? What's his health? I mean, since they never tell us anything, right? Yeah. I mean, who knows? I well, have... suppose he said he's available, right? Well, I, I've heard Wasn't he's wearing it? he's wearing the full what what do you call it space helmet or whatever that thing is to to protect the jaw. Yeah, and, and, and he's still in a bubble. And, and, and he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. And, and he's skating, but but that doesn't tell you is he ready to come into a game. So I, that I don't know. Well, yeah, and at this point of the playoffs, putting him in a game, I mean, you, you know, that's, that's a pretty and, – and, and, again, where does he play? I mean, you, you know, does he – do you put him with the first line or something? I don't know what you do, but, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Pete DeBoer has an idea. But if I were a betting man, which I know most of this town is, and <laughs> mm-hmm. everybody thinks they're great at it, but they don't build these casinos on people winning all the time. But if I was a betting man – I would tend to go with a guy like Nosek, who you've seen with them before, yeah. that is a little bit more veteran and that you know is ready. But if you really want to shake things up and have Montreal t- t- tilting their head and going, what the hell are they trying now? Krebs might be a viable option just yeah. because nobody knows what to expect from him, including the Golden Knights. No, I mean, he's taking a little swing if he does it because Coles are just, all right, got a little feel for playing with him. Mm-hmm. And maybe say, hey, and he did some good things. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, you can build on that. And Nosek comes down on the fourth line. But that fourth line's really been doing great work along the wall. I'm I'm wondering if I'm wondering if uh, that's not a bad idea to you know get Kolasar on that fourth line and real because I think Kolasar could put the puck in the net. I I know. You know, we haven't seen a lot of it, but he he creates chances. He makes a lot of things happen. He, sure he, he hasn't found the propensity or got that savviness to know exactly how to finish and bury the puck yet. So, you know, he gets a lot of opportunities. Remember after his first goal, he said that everybody on the bench was kind of saying, well, you had enough opportunities. It's about time that you finally buried one. I think he has that in him. We haven't really seen it yet. I don't know if his mind and everything has converted to exactly how to get it done in a game. It's great creating opportunities. But at some point, especially if you're going to be a top six player, you've got to find a way to finish him. Just got a tweet from Vegas is the spot. At Vegas is the spot. Put Krebs in. <laughs> I, I, think I can't wait to see this kid play. That, that, just talk about a bad break that this kid oh, got horrible. banged up like that right yeah. before the playoffs started. No, I, I think he'd have, he'd have been in if not for the injury already. Um, I, I think game three here is going to be too early to put him in. I I, 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 th- I think you're right, Brian. I, I think there's a strong possibility of Nosek being on that top line. That's, yeah, I mean, my, that's my guess. I mean, that would make sense to me, too. I mean, again, he, he's played with the guys before. He knows the team. And if he's as healthy as if Dave Shane said that he looked the other day in that, I mean, you know. And, and, and the thing is right now, one of the luxuries Vegas has, and obviously – I guess the big question is, is Stevenson ready to go again? Because right. we don't know exactly what he is. If he is, then it's a moot point whether we're talking about Nosek or anybody else because Stevenson comes back in and goes where he's been all season long, and he's play, had a wonderful season at it playing with those two guys. Did you he, see anything in game one that happened to Stevenson? I, I don't remember something. I, 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 I remember last either. night looking out on the ice and going, right, there's Colasar, there's Brown, where's, hmm, there's somebody missing. And, and the irony of the whole thing last night, and people kind of overuse the word ironic a little bit, but... I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but they hand out those towels to all the people that wave them. Mm-hmm. Stevenson was the guy in the towel last night. Oh, there you go. Oh, what's that? The, the Madden cover or the Sports Illustrated jinx when we were young? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it, now, now talk was on the game before. I mean, again, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I thought, hmm, the night that Stevenson's on the towel, that they're all, that 18,000 people are going to be waving around in that here. 
poor guy's it, not in the lineup. <laughs> was, was it Stevenson long hair on the towel or Stevenson with? I don't know. Books? I mean, I always just look at the. I just look at the number on the jersey or whatever because okay. I don't think they go that in in depth. In, you know, it, it's like those. You know, like the bobbleheads where there's really only three bobbleheads and they just make it say they put on a jersey and somebody and say this is so and so or whatever. But yeah, I, I didn't look that intricately, but I know it was a number twenty. I, on there, I just so. know when I when I looked out there, I who's that guy? You know, because I didn't recognize without the hair coming out. Now, oh, that's who that is. He'd look like a complete, uh, you know, obviously completely different guy with the, uh, with the much shorter locks. And and some people actually are, are really impressed with the Browns. So you know, some people think that you know maybe you don't make a change. Maybe you just go look. It was an anomaly. We had our chances. I still feel comfortable about the guys I'm rolling out there. But known to bore in what we've seen this uh, this season, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If I we like Brown a lot, but he he can't finish. I mean, I I love the kid, but he he, he can't. And I think Colasar's got a better chance of getting the puck in the net. I, th- I think he's got a better chance of getting the puck in the net. Okay, here's the thing. It's one game. Montreal, they, they full marks. They played a great road game. Here's my thing a little bit with Vegas. In a weird way, good thing, get the hell out of here. And you get back up there in the good habits of playing the smart, sound road game. You know, that kind of get engaged with the dump and chase. Petrie's just back. Work Weber. Work Petrie. Get the puck down low. I do believe part of it is you were chasing the game. So to me, you get a mini pass because the game had opened up that much. But to me, when they're at home, they get guilty of, and it's a human nature thing, trying to the stretch pass and the transition stuff. Carey Price is going to catch, and Tuck is flying. Carey Price is going to catch Alex Tuck's wrist shot from the top of the circle with his teeth. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like this is down and dirty and get ugly. It's that time of year, and I think it's a good thing. Go up there, gain the red line, get it deep, get the lead, and that's when the stuff opens up. Montreal just proved that to you last night. When they got the lead, what happened? The ice opened up. Yeah. And they weren't even trying to score. Yeah, no. Once I, they got the lead, right? You're, we got this is right where we want to be. Then Vegas started pushing a little bit. Boom! Chip off the glass. Two nothing. Yeah. I, in game one, it's kind of surprising to me how much heavier Vegas was than Montreal. After Vegas got the lead, they they were really running Montreal around uh, with, with some big physical checks. And I, I think they need to do that in Montreal. They they need to play that game. Yeah, and, and one other thing, too, that's going to be different, and full marks, like you mentioned, Brian, to Montreal for coming in here and getting the win, but it's going to be a little bit different atmosphere up there, too. That you know They've expanded it to 3,500 fans. That's not going to be like the 18,000 that they have at the Vegas Golden Knights games. Now they're going to be cheering for Montreal. We saw some Montreal sweaters in the stands, but obviously it was mainly Vegas. So, you know, it'll be interesting, but Vegas has been there. You know, it's... I don't even know what their protocol is going to be when they get up there. Are they allowed to go out at all? Are they quarantined to their rooms? Uh, you know, kind of like the Canadians were here. You know, it, it's going to be – they're not in a bubble. But in Montreal, they might be as close to a bubble as you can be without officially being in a bubble. So that might be a little bit different too. Maybe it unites them even more and it's us against the world going, you know, like the Canadian players saying, <laughs> we're coming to Vegas here, but we can't experience any of Vegas. 
well, you know, they're going to be going up to Montreal, and it's like, oh, great, room service again, room service. That's all we're going to have a little bit. That I think can sometimes I think, unite in a little way. I think for Vegas, that honestly, you know, if you're up there for weeks and weeks and weeks, and you know, but it, this is bonding time, you know, team meetings, team dinners. It's a business trip. I, I think this is a, this is a good thing for Vegas. No, and that's what, I, and, and and I agree with you, and that's what I'm kind of saying. This might be a time where they really unite and go, okay, we can't go out, we can't even go to a dinner house or whatever. It's room service again. You know what? Let's go out and get this thing done. Let's win the two here. Let's not go for the split. Let's win the two here and try to wrap this thing up. Vegas still has to believe they're the better team. They lost three to two. They were down three nothing against a team that is a great front runner and damn near came back to tie this thing up, and all the momentum would have been in their favor. They had the opportunities last night. They weren't just completely outplayed in the game. After the first period, Vegas won the shots on goal by a pretty big margin, and I know that you know you don't think that's that big of a stat, and I kind of agree with you depending on the quality of shots, but the bottom line is Vegas had chances. They didn't convert them. You've got to believe if you can beat Colorado and beat them in four straight, you you can't be freaking out because you lost one game to the Canadians. Every time these guys get I me mean, at Montreal, damn, I am old. I'm telling you, you know, there's Stanley Street, Crescent Ave. There's a lot of cool things going on in Montreal. Not really now. But the best meal I ever had, we were up there. Sabres were playing the Habs in the playoff series. And we're up there for like four days. Old Montreal, you know, the, the old cathedrals. and it's, there's That city's beautiful. Two whole Maine lobsters for twenty five bucks Canadian. Oh, oh it's still the best meal I ever had. In my I didn't life. get to pick them out because I used to work in a seafood yeah. restaurant oh, in yeah. Algonquin. Oh Illinois. no, they were in the we, these we were the, the real McCoy. These were Maine lobsters yeah. in the in the tank. Yeah, I worked in a seafood restaurant where we had that. We would go out and the people would it, pick them out, and we'd have to get like pick the, them out of the tank. It was like the Life of Brian movie at the end, like you had the mint afterward, you explode. <laughs> I was like, bring another he's, one. He's keep tiny, tiny wafer thin. It's just a one bite. I swear to God, one one idiot bucket list thing I got is I just go to port, go to Maine, go to Maine for like three days and just total lobster gorge. Just go up there, medieval lobster. That, fest. that, that is so strange because I worked in a seafood restaurant where I could have all the lobster and king crab, you know, not like the it? little snow crab. Nope, I'm, 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 our motto was if it ain't moon, it ain't worth chewing. I, I don't do seafood. <laughs> You had a lot of mottos today. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I had a very deranged childhood. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Which led into my deranged adulthood. <laughs> what do you make tonight? Islanders, lightning. I cannot wait to see the atmosphere in that barn. I got the Islanders. Should Vegas advance, who do you think they would rather play? I mean, I, I think point. Tampa Bay is a better team all around. There's a part of me boy, says play Tampa, you got a better shot. There's a real part of me. There, says there's a that. part of me that says that too because, and I'm going to go back to season one. Trotz. Barry Trotz makes a, you know He's in a, a seven scientist. game series, he cooks up that potion, and you go, wait, what did he just hit us with? What do you mean we were up a uh, we had a one nothing lead and we scored the first goal and now we're completely done. Oh, no, you'd be devastated if you made the final and lost to him again. You know, and, and we keep you on know? talking about Vasilevsky, and we talked about, you know, oh, Philip Grubauer and that. The, the Islanders were the team with the set. They were right behind Leonard and Fleury for the William Jennings Award. I mean, this team is very, very sound, and they've got some good young players and exciting players. So, I, I again, I still think it's Tampa Bay that's the team that's going to be there. 
Boy, I, I don't count out, count out Barry Trotz no, no. at there, all. There would be a real part of me, for him, him, the way they play can frustrate you. And could be completely wrong. I mean, the Islanders won it. You know, I'm sorry, the Lightning just won it. But they clearly show they want to win it again. But you'd be going against an Islanders team who would be so hungry that they'd be hungrier than... Tampa Bay, I believe, but it's Tampa Bay's skill set that can get you. And, and could you imagine, like you mentioned, the Islanders, if they had a chance, because this is the last year for Nassau Coliseum, right? Then they open up the Hollywood new building. Hollywood story. It, you know? But, I mean, yeah. If they could hoist the cup on their home ice in their last season at that historic building, I mean, you're right. That's a total, That's as Disney or Hollywood story as season one of the Golden Misfits and everything is. I'd rather face Tampa if I'm if I'm the VGK, and, and it's weird to say because Tampa is the defending champ, and you look but, at their from top to bottom, and the, and again, Kucha, like Dougie Hamilton said about, oh well, of course uh, we lost to the team that's eighteen million over the salary cap, and Kucherov's like, sorry, dude, I don't make the rules. Yeah. I'm, I'm available enough for the playoffs. That's it. Vegas has had some good moments against Tampa Bay in in regular season stuff, but well, I'll tell you, there've been games when the Islanders come in here. Like the guy, remember the Konechny kid with the Flyers would yeah. come in and fly on Barzell flying around gave Vegas. Oh, he's fits. a fun player to watch. Sure I mean, is. he's just a fun, exciting player to watch. Well, the the other thing for me is how, how many times has Cooper lost with the better team, and then Trotz, we we saw you know, Cooper we, got swept with the better team yeah, one year when we, they played Columbus, we, and then and then Trotz with Washington figured out Flurry. He knows how to beat Flurry. Well, he so not he'll only come knows, in here knowing how to beat Flurry. He not only knows how to beat Flurry. He somehow convinced Alice Ovechkin that if you're a 200-foot player, we could yeah, win something. Yeah, yeah. Did you see it again? <laughs> I'm telling you, the scouting report, we've seen this from day one. These guys again last night, they're going high. They're going right, yeah, at, yeah, they're yeah. Going right at Fleury's collarbone. How many times is he doing that little lurch yeah. up? Yeah, and he's barely getting a piece of it. Yeah, like the little chicken wing or something. Like teams are teams are going yeah. high. They're going yeah. upstairs and they're going right at his neck. Right. Yeah, you're right. I I, I noticed that last night. I, I pointed out to my neighbor. We're watching the game together. I said they're doing it again. Well, they clearly so, watched the last so, series. Somebody's got a scouting report. You yeah. know. Well, th- th- that's the amazing thing, though. Everybody's got the scouting report. Why don't more teams use it or utilize it? Well, I, I think it'll yeah. get around. Well, now. my thing. I, <laughs> I've said this for four years. I mean, and part of me says that's the way he plays and he's engaged. But I've always said this: make him play the puck. I, I would, I would not do the hard around. I would shoot the soft around. And you want, you want him playing the puck. We've seen him get himself in some hot water behind the net. He, he almost the did puck. last night. There was the one play last night where he took the puck behind the net and he went, "Oh wait, the player's right here." And then he went to the other side or whatever. Mark Andre Fleury is a really good stick handler, and we know that he wants to score a goal. He's told us that, and he's a great guy. He's very engaging in that, and he likes to do the breakout passes and help get the offense going. But yeah, sometimes some of these guys, I think, are frustrated wingers. Hey, look what and, Price and, did, and, and they think that Price you know, almost cost him the lead. I yeah. mean, he threw Absolute, it right yeah. up the middle. I yeah. mean, Marjasoa. Oh yeah, that was a terrible game. I mean, he did that, and I thought he just. There, there's no yeah. way that's not going to be a goal. Yeah. It, that's when you kind of knew that it was, all right, tonight is not going to be the golden night tonight. <laughs> yeah. With Pacioretty hitting the post and that giveaway by him, that is one of the worst giveaways I've The only thing that would have made that thing worse is if he was actually well, still behind was, the net and it was a wide-open goal. Right. Uh, who was it in the playoffs? It was... Was it, was uh, it no, who'd the, Yari? Who the Islanders play? It was Yari. Thank Yari. You. I was going to yeah. say, the Islanders were... Yari did that in overtime. 
Gave him a goal. Yeah. I remember that. And again, that kind of stuff happens, but boy, when it does, it really, remember, really looks bad. I remember bad. the play. I couldn't yeah, remember the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and the amazing thing about Price last night, too, when we were talking about this, the entire game he's out there and he's just covering the puck all over the place. Yeah. Then into one that maybe he should have, right. and maybe his teammates were, well, Kerry's got the puck. He's just like, well, we'll go over here and win a faceoff. And so they're going down the ice, you're getting, and all of a sudden they see it's like, wait, what did you do, Kerry? Are you, now you got to bail yourself out. So. Yeah. I'm not saying, hey, listen, this is a series now. You know, I mean. I, I like it because it's fun because I like hockey. And I know Vegas Golden I, Knights fans want to sweep and everything, uh, but, uh, but it's not supposed to be easy. No, in, in a weird way, hey, we're rested and, you know, the, the, then there's rink rust and all that. You know, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's not the worst thing in the world. <clears throat> But let's cut to the chase. Vegas still is his monster favorite. The number's stupid. It was stupid yesterday. It's stupid today. They're $1.70 yeah. on the road. Yeah. And, and if they'd have won yesterday, it'd be even dumber. Because, uh, I mean, what would it be? And, you, you know, it, it's funny, too, because you mentioned what a big favorite they are and that kind of stuff. But you look at this, and I look That's at Vegas. That's bulletin board material for the Islanders and the Canadians. Oh, absolutely. Nobody respects yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Peter Moore tried to manufacture that crap against Colorado. This is real. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Trotz used it against uh, the Bruins, too. Every, every game, right, the, the Bruins were this huge favorite, and Trotz, I'm sure, is in the locker room going, hey, look, boys, they don't think we can do well, anything. Well, and, and DeBoer's trying to use it right now. And, and I mean, it's, it's smart as a coach, but what did DeBoer say after last night's game? Anybody who thought we were going to sweep this series are the same people that thought that Colorado was going to sweep us. Yeah, who are those people? Who, who yeah. thought? Nobody said that going in. <laughs> but the coach can say that afterwards, and that's what they do. And the thing I was going to ask you guys both is, as hockey fans, not as Vegas Golden Knights fans, as hockey fans, more games. <laughs> weren't, weren't you a little bit disappointed in the Colorado series? I was looking for a tough six, seven game series with back and forth all over the place. The way that Vegas dominated and won the last four in a row, and really they they controlled playing game five. I was upset that Colorado wasn't better. You know what? You're right because those well, Mont and even the Minnesota series was weird, where. A it's team. like it's got Vegas let Minnesota kind of back in after being up 3-1. But you remember almost every one of those games where one of the teams would start like a monster and then the other team would come back and control play. It was like there was no sustained back and forth. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Yeah, and that's what I expected in Colorado. And yeah. we just got – once Vegas kind of took over in that – it kind of reminded me of that final with Washington winning in the Stanley Cup final the first year. Once Vegas had Colorado figured out, Colorado didn't have the answers. And again, I'm not saying I wanted Colorado to win. I right. wanted a good series. I was disappointed. And even Nathan McKinnon afterwards said, I've been in this year nine leagues now, and I haven't won blank. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are the two guys that I, I again, I like you, wanted Vegas to win. But I wanted to see some magic from McCarr and McKinnon that I know is there. And we just didn't really see very much. Do you believe fans are fans, but do you believe there's a false sense of security? Hey, Montreal, give me give full marks. I mean, the only thing I'm saying, and I'm not predicting Thelma and Louise here, but you're going up there, and what if they win both games at home? I, it's not... Impossible. Well, it, 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 if you saw last night's game, you know it's not impossible. Uh, we talked about how what great front runners they are. I think the first goal is very important, and the difference this year, something that we haven't seen in whatever a hundred years of hockey, 
because of the divisional play and the regional play in that, this is the first time we have – we've only seen Vegas play in the West. We've only seen Montreal play in the Canadian division. Mm-hmm. So this year there is that X factor of you don't know how they're going to perform against the other teams. That, uh, Montreal was the fourth seed, but they certainly didn't play like it once the playoffs started, and they ended the season nice, and they have Carey Price. The fact that you haven't faced each other and there's that not there's that non-familiarity, yeah, against Colorado, they played eight times. You knew everybody. You were sick of seeing the same jerseys. Now you're seeing somebody else for the first time all year. It's kind of refreshing in a way, but it also makes it interesting because this is where coaching can finally come into it because you have to make the adjustments every game and even in the games. To your point about wanting to see you know, a great series, and all right, game one goes Vegas' way. Montreal was chasing the game. Montreal could have gotten the lead in game one. They didn't. All right. Game two, Montreal gets the lead. Things really flowed their way. So, 1-1. What wins out? You know what I mean? We've seen the model for both teams. But as you say, adjustments start to be made. What ultimately decides this thing now? It's a series now. This is not a joke anymore. So I've always felt Vegas plays better when they play the classic road game, and they now are on the road. Easier to play the classic road game when they're on the road. By the way, Paul Maurice and Pete DeBoer are very good friends, and DeBoer called Maurice and asked him, you know, how, how do we beat the Canadians? And I'm sure he's got some, some tricks up his sleeve from Paul Maurice about how to beat this team. Yeah, he, he very well might have, but... Uh... I don't think Paul Maurice yeah, is the one work. that's playing him in well, at this point of the no, series right now. And it didn't work very well for you know, Paul Maurice. No, 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 I understand that, but I'm sure he's, he's got some intel. No, he, he's got some intel, but, you know, it's kind of like that old adage, you know, everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth, you know. So And, you know, last night, Montreal punched him in the mouth a little bit. They got that early lead. They got it to a victory. Now we're going to see. I, I think it's a series now. I still think Vegas is a better team. I still expect Vegas to win. But the one thing that Vegas knows, and I'm not sure that the players did this, but I think a lot of the fan base did, and I really think a lot of the media and the sports week did it. You know, they thought this thing was over before it started. I know. Oh, hey, I, I picked Vegas in five, and I really fought with that, going, geez, man, am I, I mean, am I just disrespecting these guys? Because I believed in Montreal against Toronto. I thought they'd take that to seven. I didn't think they beat them. These guys can play, and you got a goalie. And listen. We saw the difference in them with Petrie last night. Way different than game one. Yeah, yeah. Way different. And, and in a strange kind of way, don't you think that maybe Montreal and especially Carey Price have to figure, you know what, if not this year, when again? Because they did have the luxury. They came out of the Canadian division. I don't know that they get this far again when they go back to the normal divisions no. because it's oh, going to no. be a lot tougher, the teams that they have to face. They might be looking at this as going, we have one more chance to win a cup for Carey Price, and this is it. By the way, the Suzuki kid's good. Yeah, he is. It's fun to watch him. All right. Ballpark sticking around with TC. I am? Oh, yeah, I guess I will. (laughs) Never assume. I was assuming. (laughs) Tomorrow we're going to be out at Sunset Station. Club Madrid Hockey Watch Party. Doors open at 4. Face up. 520 probably. Get out there early. Yeah. Uh, Great VGK swag. Drink specials. It's a great place to watch the game. So come on out, hang out with us. We'll do the shows out there tomorrow. We'll all be out there with Chuck Esposito. Andy Isco will be there. Maybe Bruce Marshall and Steve Carp's coming out as well tomorrow. Don't forget VGK Game Day Giveaway when they're back home. Terrible Herb spin the wheel for the $1,000 Game Day Giveaway. 
John Smith subs. You got the hat trick special, 20% off a sub, fries, and a drink, 9701 West Flamingo. When they're on the power play, Adam S. Cutner on Twitter, you get a chance to win tickets to a future Golden Knights game. It is always fun talking pucks with your pal. Thanks for coming in an hour early. It was fun when we did it in the hallways long before there was a team. It's even more fun <laughs> well, now we, that there's we more We do it every day when we're walking out. That, yeah, so, let's just do it know, on the radio. The, the one thing about it is whether I do TC show or not on any given day, Unfortunately, I can never be a healthy scratch because I'm just not that healthy anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slaps and follow me at Brian Blessing. Thanks, folks. TC and Ballpark, the boys are next.